0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: I I inadvertently this morning tapped a nerve with a lot of military guys talking about the Oh man! I have got a lot of emails this morning telling the Jody stories. And a couple of them I think might be murders. (laughs) I'm not going to dive into these emails again. Officers, I don't know. But for the most part... I think when you toss a dude into water and leave, and you don't hear from him again, yep. pretty sure that's murder. But yeah. okay, yeah, maybe Not I, your I fault know. he no. couldn't <laughs> swim. That's right. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said you were a navy guy. That's the there's a lot of water involved in that, right? Yeah, yeah. So don't tell me that stuff. And you know, a lot of garbage men uh, emailing and saying that they've dumped some dudes or catch them every once in a while. But for the most part, pretty clean record for most garbage men. And that's the story I'd stick to too if I was you guys. <laughs> A few of you have probably inadvertently squished a human being in that machine and didn't know it. Because I get a lot of... Bigger trucks? I get a lot of emails from them saying, oh, we're listening to you in the truck and we're blasting. You're not hearing everything that's going on back there. And there's a few times you're not looking at the camera. and You've squished a few people. (laughs) Especially those downtown guys.
1: All the time. On the reg. Oh,
2: in New York? I guarantee you there's some... in cold weather places? There's some squishions.
1: New York still has like the steel cans, though, don't they? Have the guys sometimes? Yeah,
2: I can't even imagine how. That seems so archaic to me. <laughs> right. I hate rolling the bin out once a yeah. week. Let alone having my own tin trash cans that I got to keep all over the place. <laughs> I have some dude come out and jump Ours off. Would the back Walk of the up car. the driveway at home. Growing at, up, Ohio. yeah,
1: and bring it out to the. They go to your house, ha- go inside and get man it. And get man, you like in in a lily light? <laughs> you, <know>, you <laughs> set the uh, cans right out by the garage, man neighbor.
0: <laughs> it's Trash Dad, Brady. I'm your trashman.
2: <laughs> Hi, trashman. Jeeves is here for the trash. Hey, your white gloves. You better change those. There's some fudgicles in there.
0: Oh, Thank you, Brady. Tell your mother I said, mm, hello.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Yeah, the trash, it just goes out to the curb. But Brady, you were also feeding the trashman, so they were knocking on doors for snacks. It was like feral cats. And
0: they had the three-wheeler... Uh, the little shuttle trucks,
2: and go pick it up and take it back to take the, the mothership. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you make garbage men sound awesome with all their toys, and their... <laughs> they had mopeds and sidecars, and <laughs> dudes were doing tricks. You're feeding them grilled cheeses, little weirdo. I just saw a story that's like going to make me want to watch The Price is Right. Totally different. Drew Carey is just telling everybody tried to kill himself a twice. Times. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to know that. Drew Carey, you're happy-go-lucky Drew Carey. And, and I know and what you're saying. And the reason that's
1: interesting is that, that everyone else was happy.
2: Yeah, he was worried that everyone was having a good time. They're like, well, no one will miss me. I'm not having that much fun. And I know, like, everybody wants mental... You battle depression. disorders and things like that, but... geez, that's just miserable. Now I look at Drew Carey and just want to... Sad. And then he said, who's going to miss me? Every, I think everybody goes through that, though. Like that feeling, eh, hey, if I croak, nobody's going to care. I still feel that way. If I died, it's not going to matter. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it. We're all going to kick off someday. But you don't want Drew Carey to tell you that. Then it, See, I kind of lean the other way with the mental health thing. The more a normal person tells me, oh, I used to try to kill myself, the more I feel like it's normal. You know? The more we hear people talking about, oh, you know, and, and then everybody goes, well, if it could help one person. Yeah, I could get it. But what if it hurts one person? What if that one person says, oh, Drew Carey tried to kill himself, so me feeling like I should is not unusual. Like It is unusual to feel like you're going to kill yourself. It's a really weird thing to feel that. And just because some famous guy did it and got out of there doesn't mean that it's a normal feeling. It isn't. It's an irregular human feeling that happens a lot. The more we read about that, the more it feels like people are just saying it to be part of it. No, oh, I've t- I've tried to kill myself too. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody feels that way. No, 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 no. If you feel that way and you actually are acting on it, there's something <laughs> yeah. really wrong.
1: There, so. Don't make mental health a bandwagon,
2: right? And I know maybe Drew Carey went through some horrible stuff, sure. and I, you know, you feel bad for him and things like that. But I think the more celebrities say, "Oh yeah, I tried to kill myself," it all worked out, makes it harder for somebody who's really having a tough time saying, "Well, then I'm not going to host The prices Right when this is over." Of course, it worked out for him. I think, it, I think it adds to normalizing a very irregular feeling that your body has. It happens a lot. That doesn't make it normal. It shouldn't. It just, it, it, when it creeps you out, you're like, ooh, Drew, no. It is not a, everybody goes through that, oh, what happens if I die thing. I've been there. I called suicide hotline once. <laughs> it is not a normal thing. I was having a freaking anxiety attack. When Those things attack me, man. I didn't know what was going on. But what I do know is it's not normal. Don't normalize it. I'm not I'm not saying I've been there it's okay. It isn't. There's nothing okay about it. Don't act like it's normal. You're going through that feeling, run to help. Don't don't think Drew Carey's done it. John said he had an issue with it once. Uh uh-uh, uh 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 run to help. Nothing about what and you're okay thinking is. It's okay to do or, that.
1: Absolutely. I think sometimes people feel like, "Oh, yeah. I'm I'm embarrassed by it or yeah. I don't want to do it."
2: Don't find comfort in the normalcy of that. There's none. Do not seek comfort in those feelings because other people have done it. There's nothing normal about it. Run to help. That's it. I think we read these stories and go, oh, that's great. Drew Carey's trying to help someone. He's just telling a story that makes me feel like, yeah, everybody goes through it. That's not true. And maybe everybody does, but if you're feeling like you're going to do it, don't think, well, Drew Carey had this. We'll see. It ain't normal if you're thinking about it. My suicide hotline calls actually hilarious. Having anxiety, it is hilarious. It's hilarious. Label it that way. Hilarious. Looking back, even at the time, the thing that got me out of the funk—and I wasn't sad—I was panicking. Anybody who's had anxiety attacks knows. But when you have a real panic attack, it feels like you're going to explode. It feels like the inside of your body is about to erupt, and there's no controlling it. And I'm not saying like metaphorically; like you feel like you're going to pop open and explode. It is the, or, or if something is going to mash down, a bomb's going to go off, you can't help but feel impending doom at its peak, 10 out of 10. And, I, and I, I just wanted it to end. And I was about to pass out, and I called the suicide hotline on my cell phone, and the guy on the other line, we got a bad connection, I can't hear you. And I'm like, how many aspirin does it take to go to sleep? That's what I'm thinking to myself. I, I looked it up online. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, can you call back? Like, this is, I can't do anything right. This is terrible. We had a bad connection. Go in another room. Like, I don't want to go in another room. It was Brady's God. Yeah, uh, you know, it was hilarious. And then I started laughing. I'm like, this is actually really funny. The suicide hotline guy can't hear me. And every time he'd talk, I'd hear God damn it. And he gets anxiety. I don't get and that guy who's been there. And we we're going back and forth. Like, this is terrible. The whole thing's a mess. And the last thing I want to hear is we got a bad connection. We do. Is that my fault? Oh, it was hilarious. And then I, you know, kind of you start coming out of it, and you're like, "What just happened?" It ain't normal.
0: I know there's, there's been a number of TV shows that have done it, but I always think of uh, Ted Lasso. No, his anxiety attack on TV. Yeah. That was
2: an anxiety attack, and, and that was the best portrayal of an anxiety attack I've ever seen. Panic attack? I don't wish that on anybody. Pratt, Guy Fieri, I don't wish a panic attack on anybody.
1: That is horrifying. And that's something that's, I don't want to, I mean, for I think a majority of people, you can't relate to that. Like you don't Until you understand. you have one, you can't. You don't understand what it what it entails. You don't understand what it does. Watched it on The Sopranos. And those are the yeah, ones they, where you pass this, out. Yeah, the, That's the, the one where, where you pass out cold. in the kitchen, right? No, had, well, he had several. Yeah, he drove into
2: a, a light pole, Yeah, too, he had a light or, pole. Yeah. The first episode, he goes out in the backyard and the barbecue and all right. I mean, there's. And And those are panic attacks? Panic attacks are the ones that overwhelm you and either drop you or send you to – anxiety attacks build. Panic Mm. attacks just show up. Uh, It could happen like right now. What starts a panic attack? No idea.
1: Oh. Just – they just happen. Because Alex's sister, Ryan, she's uh, she's 22 now. She's been telling me that for a couple of years she wakes up with with anxiety. That's – yeah. It's just, and everybody's and so, got
2: anxiety and it can overwhelm you and yeah. stuff. But if you can build to it, you can kind of ice yourself down. You get a little coping and I think mechanisms.
1: She's, she's got things like if she babysat our dog Kiki and Kiki just somehow knew, so she would jump yeah. up in her lap in the mornings yeah. and Panic sense attacks it with her are or something. like
2: everything was okay three seconds ago. And now I think a plane's going to hit the house, everybody out. That's it's so, so foreign And it to is me. immediate. I mean, it was foreign to me until it happened. Passed out in my office. No idea. Just woke up laying on the floor. I'm like, what happened? I just remember feeling this impending sense of doom, and then I woke up. No idea how long I was in there. Nobody walked by and said a thing. I was like the lady in the trash can.
1: So she got got up, and I'm like,
2: and I just, I don't know what it is. And She didn't want anybody to say anything. No, and 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 nobody knew. A few weeks later, it happened again, and I'm like, I got something brewing here. I just so how do you a, deal with you, it? You just well, you, you cope. You just get coping mechanisms. You start realizing which, which are uh, you try to not stress out so often. You try to. Mid- you know, just, e- just, e- there's a right. formula that it that's costs. easier
1: said than done. Well, a,
2: usually right? you're overstressed and yeah. ignoring it, or you're, There's a lot. Stress of Stress is a mother. Yeah, it is. There's a lot going on, and you get all this stuff built up, and you feel like it's all, and it's just a crazy feeling. And I don't know that I had them that bad. Like if mine were, if mine were mild. Oh, my God, to the people who have real ones. Anyway, it's not normal. Not at all. So don't read Drew Carey's story and go,
1: oh, it happens to all of
2: us. It's nuh-uh. It's weird. And if you've got them, they're horrifying.
1: I think this guy's got it wrong. What, Lamar Jackson spark a panic attack for you,
2: John? (laughs) Well, if I think about him, I get scared because he's got the (laughs) most frightening face on the planet. But but not anymore. Not when I've seen it crying like on my phone screensaver. (laughs) That's ah. the happiest face in the world for me. Yeah, I don't wish that on anybody. But reading about Drew Carey, it makes you sad, but also it kind of makes you feel like we're missing the point. We should be more like loud about how n- unusual it is. Mm-hmm. Just because something happens a lot to a lot of people doesn't make it normal. It shouldn't be normalized. It shouldn't be like, oh, it's, you know, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah, know that there's a lot of people out there like that. But the ones that are like, hey, you're feeling goofy, run,
0: like, get help. Immediate. Scott Holmberg's morning sickness. The 98. Holmberg's
2: morning sickness.
1: And goofy is different things to yeah. different people. Again,
2: I love that. That's a Mike Tomlinism, but he says, we don't seek comfort in that. Don't seek comfort in the fact that it's happened to other people. It's happening to you. Focus on that. Don't think, well, Drew Carey went there. No, who cares? If you, anything. Just go fix yourself. <laughs> and we do not seek comfort in that. It's a great line. He says it all the time.
0: And I think that I mean a big point is that it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, it it's can happen to, to anyone, anybody. So
2: yeah. So if it's happening to you, who cares police. who else it's happened to? You. Might, yeah. Maybe you're having the only attack that anyone's ever had like you. You don't know. Stop comparing. That stuff scares me. It's awful. It, it, this guy says, "John, thanks for talking about this. I've had horrific panic attacks. Things that happened to me in my childhood." Uh, I've created severe PTSD, panic attacks so frequently. I've applied for disability, disability because it's debilitating. Wow! Uh, good for you for recommending people get help. I'm just telling you, if you're feeling that, don't normalize it. That's all I'm saying. And don't think, oh, John's had that. Uh huh. Who cares? That's John's experience. Drew's experience. You have your own. Go have your own experience. And I highly recommend getting a crying Lamar Jackson as your screen saver because that seems to that seems to center me. Oh, what a great thing that is. Just find joy. Uh, and you can find, oh, by the way, also, beyond this, all this craziness, just reading about that Drew Carey thing made me a little uppity. Uh, we still have not gone to a Coyotes game at the Mullet Arena. You boys have not. We're given tickets nope. away. Uh, can I, I win them? Here's yeah. here's something I don't want to say out loud, and I don't know if <laughs> I'm going to be the eighth caller. I, I, this is pure speculation before I go on further. But I have, uh, I won't say that. <laughs> I know money people. I know somebody with some money. Let's put it that way. I know somebody with some money. And he knows important money people, too. And he's got it on pretty good authority that the Coyotes are going to leave. I don't know if that's accurate. I know it was just... San Antonio? Talk around the table. Don't know. There's a couple places that he's like, this This is done. That there's an issue going on. There's more than you know. If he's right, fine. If he's wrong, right. fine. Go see a game at the Mullet Arena before they go. If they stay, that's that's great. You'll have them in an arena again. While this is happening, I cannot tell you enough how awesome it is to see games at the Mullet Arena. Hockey is the best live sport going. I'm not a huge hockey fan. Wouldn't pretend to me. But, man, when you go watch it live, there's no better sport. And you see it in this thing? Incredible. And you're no further than 13 rows from the ice. That's the worst seat in the house. The better part is the standing room. You can wander around. That arena is gold. Uh, so if you want tickets, we're going to give them away later this morning. But I do have it on authority that the clock may be ticking. And like it's you said.
0: me me a panic attack on Yeah, this
2: I know. I'm going to Brady flip out. If you don't, like if they move, it might happen in June. So if you're like, oh, they're going to be here for three more years before they get a stadium. Yeah, maybe. But some other people have stadiums ready. They could walk away tomorrow. Yep. Take advantage of how you're watching the Coyotes right now. Increase their income, their
1: bottom line right away. Oh,
2: immediately. Yeah. So the people I talk to are money people way above the stratosphere of what I'm normally around. And they were talking about this the other night, and I was like, ah, this is none of this is good. And they're like financial dudes who help people do this kind of stuff. And they're like, nobody's touching it. Like, they're asking for help. Nobody's touching it. I'm like, oh. So some, somebody else has to step in and buy it. The, the rooting factor is that Matt Ishbia might take some pity on them, and Ooh. it's not going to happen. He's got no interest. But still, it's an, interesting, uh, it's an interesting time to have that here. They're playing the Minnesota Wild in the tickets we've got. So we're going to give those away uh, before we're out of here today. I just want to let you know. Um, the clock may be ticking. And this is just a, you know, me having a general conversation with dudes with tons of money that might have been making something up, but it made a lot of sense. But also keep in mind I'm stupid. So it made a lot of sense to a stupid guy. That's usually when something has some logic and meaning. A stupid guy goes, oh, this makes tons of sense. That's when uh, things usually happen. Because if I could think around it, normally I'd be like, okay, I'm a stupid guy and I figured out that they're wrong. I couldn't. Stupid guy thinks this is pretty good. You can
1: only have so many times uh, on the bailing out Uh, locally.
2: Yeah. Ryan said, you just broke news before Gambit Ding Dong. And he's, that's true. Gambit Ding Dong. Gambit Ding Dong's not even around it. John Gambit Ding Dong looked at my little notes. Talked to my sources. They've got money. Coyotes are going to leave. Like going to another place colder than here. Not going to live here anymore. Going to be looking out the windows at better horizons through Pella windows.
1: That's cuz you're always at Sun's practice. You don't care about I'm
2: Always priorities. at the Sun's practice with my insiders, right. my sauces. Speaking of sauces, 11 new delicious uh, sauces at Payway. Yeah. I you and broken joined. Us. Oh no. <laughs> don't even put them together. Gambading dog doesn't have this. This isn't information that's real. This is like a dude talking to me. I'm not going to call him a source. It was just some guy who's rich.
1: Guy says, hey, John, for clarification, your uh, panic attack with Larry in the emergency room, was that panic or <laughs> no, was that, that was anxiety?
2: Par- that was anxiety and caused by Larry's six-foot bong in his garage that made fire. <laughs> that filled it like uh, it, was, it was a basement of an apartment fire, and we were trapped in Larry's bong of death. <laughs> December 28th, 2005. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Just breathe in. <clears throat> the
0: coughing means it's
2: better. Really? You
1: into? Are like, you
2: high? My, oh, no. And then I sit down and I'm having these like moments. Oh, and if you, uh, this is weird that you say that. So I have those that time with Larry that he wanted me to get high and I don't get high. So he's like, I can do it. You do it with me and you'll be fine. My lungs hurt. My head hurt. I'm seeing trails. I'm sitting in Larry's couch. And there's Larry looking at me going, are you okay? Oh, that's what it was. I'm like, why wouldn't I be? Are you all right? Do you feel paranoid? (laughs) I do, I feel a little paranoid and I'm looking at him. Well, I don't know if I was imagining all this and then he goes and I'm like, I need a drink and something to eat, and Larry brought me a hot Coke and pretzels. Which might as well have been sand and crackers. It was the driest thing you can put in a thirsty man's face. And I'm eating it, I'm like, This is worse and then my brain said, Larry's trying to kill you. Kill Larry. And it took all I had not to get up and like try to throw Larry out the window because I wanted I had murderous feelings, but they were real calm and I was too high to move, so it wasn't going to happen. And then we ended up at the hospital.
1: They don't post that warning at the weed shop. Lady in uh, California was facing
2: life in prison for stabbing her boyfriend or her husband a hundred and something times. Just got probation for it because she said I was really high. It was the hallucinogens in the oh. weed. So now it's an excuse to kill someone. You'd have been back on the air a year later. I would have been back even sooner. Like this lady's like, yeah. She was basically like, oh, wow, yeah. W- w- well, then what's a DUI? You still were the one that got high. Right. You're still inebriated no matter what after your reaction they're is they're after. after. Right, because I got high. It's like you got high and killed someone. I got high and ate too many popsicles. Same thing, except for one was a murder and the other, both were reactionary to the thing you did to yourself. It shouldn't be... Leniency in the law for stabbing a dude and then going, oh my God, it was the weed. So, just because you were stoned doesn't mean it's the weed's fault. It's your fault for being stoned. I don't do well. Like the times I've smoked pop have all made me feel like I should hurt something. I don't like it. It's not a violent rage, but it is an uncomfortable. I couldn't give the cat a shot because I wanted to stab when I had the needle. I'm like, just, I'm like, oh, I got to put everything down. This lady got off the hook. Stuck a knife in her boyfriend or whatever it was, like a ton of times. Said I was the, the pot. The next night terror and the courts. I think it was California. The courts in California, like, yeah, that makes sense, huh? Of course, it's California. (laughs) They're ruining everything. But I mean, come on. If you smoke weed, get high, and your reaction to that high is to kill a guy, you're a murderer.
0: Twitter <laughs> world hey, hey, I hey, never tell right anybody point? That I used to dabble With the uh, pretty uh, Pretty heavy weed Back in 94 And there's some incidents That may have occurred Because of that I never really thought To bring it up I just thought I'd probably let you guys know Cause I got high Cause <laughs> I got high <laughs> I'm just saying uh, Brady uh, and Don't do pot Cause you'll be a murderer Like uh, other people Who have done that Wasn't me I'm <laughs> just saying Anyway I didn't know That was a valid excuse Put it on the list yeah, so there it is. <laughs> on that note, I'd like to also introduce that I have a brand new dispensary that I'm opening up called The Juice is Loose. And if you want to come on in, you <laughs> high I, and have a nice excuse, we sell weed and alibis. <laughs>
1: All right, that's what I'm saying i take a dime bag and an alibi juice.
0: Well, here's your dime bag, and this is good stuff right here. This is a purple kush. You're going to enjoy your night. Also, your alibi is you were at McDonald's with your housemate, uh, and you were trying on gloves and just chucking them in people's backyards. They <laughs> did get away with it every time.
1: Note to self, now I need a housemate.
0: Here's little knife-shaped gummies. <laughs> this is a fun one. And here's what I call my Simpson Goldberg gummies. They're a little like Flintstone vitamins. These just just two little bodies. Just strewn all over in gummy fork. You're going to love it. And then when you chew on them, the head's popping and the juice comes out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know
2: that was an excuse. I thought bad behavior that led to worse behavior would make your crime even worse. Like DUIs, when you hit somebody and you got a DUI, they never go, well, this is because of the alcohol. A little leniency on that one. We understand driving drunk. Innocent. very difficult to do that if you're drunk and driving around. That's the alcohol's fault. Oh, we get it. You stabbed that guy because you were high. Yeah, that's the knife's fault and the weed's fault. You, didn't, you No control. You were the one high. I don't know how that lady got out of that. And I saw a picture of her. She wasn't that good looking where the judge was like, if I give her leniency, maybe she'll like me. And none of it made sense. A jury. It wasn't even like a judge. Like a jury said, yeah, it was the weed. That's proof all of California's smoking. Anyway, back to the Coyotes. Go to the Muller Arena before they leave. I'm telling you. Trust me, it's going to be great. We'll give you tickets to that in a little bit. We got Rock Wars coming up, too. It's 98.
0: Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. Right